You're listening to Brand to Brand, a B2B marketing show that's safe enough for work, but not safe enough to be on the radio. With your host, Thomas Sterling. What's up, everyone? Today on the show, we're getting into meme stock territory. We're taking a look at AMC and GameStop to explore the evolving investment landscape in the world of the internets. All right, let's kick things off. Hey, everybody, back in the studio once again. Today, we are talking about meme stocks, which a lot of you guys started hearing about back in January, but have been going on for quite some time as the rise of the retail investors have hit the power of the internet and confronted head-on hedge funds, shaking up Wall Street as we know it. V, what are your thoughts on this? Stonks. (laughs) Stonks. I think by now the general public knows that I'm a little bit meme obsessed. I'm even actually like a content creator. I make memes. It, you know, it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> so before we get into this, do we need to set some ground rules? Yeah, it's ground rules time. I think we wanted to give some context to the people. Yeah. They should already have some understanding. I'm pretty sure <laughs> anybody that's got a 401k is managing a portfolio of investments has watched with FOMO to some degree as both AMC and GameStop, the two brands we're going to be talking about today, have had meteoric rises sort of overnight to the chagrin of hedge funds. I think at a basic level, meme stocks are out of favor stocks that see a quick surge in value, not based on the company's value, but based on their social media popularity. There are a lot of rogue internet investors that are investing in what they believe to be an undervalued stock, sending it up while kind of shitting on hedge funds and making them lose billions of dollars in the past few months alone. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the big picture here is that if we rewound a few decades, it was really hard to place a trade. And now it's easy, so easy that you have kids in their bedrooms at home using their money that they get from their parents from allowances, which was never really a thing, all the way through to retail investors that are actually finally able to make some trades without a huge, huge amount of investment capital in the market. And that has completely, completely changed the game and in some ways sort of turned the whole market on its head. And with that, let's get into it. Let's get it! AMC, GameStop, go. I'm going GameStop. All right, I like movies. I traded in a lot of old (laughs) N64 games in my youth, so I feel like it kind of is like a close to my heart nostalgia going on. All right. So why GameStop beyond just your childhood heritage? (laughs) GameStop for me was, I think, the first story that caught my attention. And I think just watching what happened, it was also during the pandemic that this occurred. There's a subreddit that was created in 2012 called Wall Street Bets. It kind of lurked on the internet under the radar. Didn't really find its feet (laughs) or its following. And then found it all in in March 2020 during the pandemic. The pandemic combined with a decrease and obviously people going in and physically purchasing games. 
made GameStop right for the taking from hedge funds who are looking to short its stock because that's what they do. And same with AMC. I mean, movie theaters were all but boarded up. People were not going. People didn't want to be in a confined space next to somebody in the theater. Any, I mean, it's already weird when someone coughs next to you, but mid-pandemic... You don't know what's going on. Exactly. And hedge funds look for that because if they they assume the stock's going to go down, they make a profit. They'll short it. They'll say, hey, you know what? It's worth this, but it's going to be worth less in a week. The same, you know, the the opposite of of, of kind of purchasing it for a long-term kind of gain. But what's so, so, so amazing is that somebody in Wilmington, Massachusetts can kind of catch this and put it out in an online forum, an online community like Reddit. And people latch onto it. And all of a sudden, there's a tipping point. And these hedge fund people must have had their dashboards going crazy saying, what the heck is going on? Speaking of hedge fund people, one of them, Michael Burry, who was portrayed by Christian Bale in The Big Short, he personally profited off the 2008 financial crisis. He commented on the GameStop craze and said, quote, there should be legal and regulatory repercussions. This is unnatural, insane, and dangerous. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, hello, pot. Meet the kettle. <laughs> well, it's market manipulation at its finest in this case. But now it's the little guy. The little guy is able to turn So now the he has a problem with this so-called corruption when it's not going into his pocket. <laughs> we get it, buddy. If we zoom back, the actual stock market... The New York Stock Exchange was founded in 1792 by four guys met under a buttonwood tree. I'm not sure what a buttonwood tree is. Look it up. Four guys who met under a buttonwood tree? They met under there and they started it. (laughs) There's more to the story, okay? We don't have time for that. (laughs) We're just giving you the quick facts. That's the biggest stock exchange sort of in the globalized world, right? And then the NASDAQ, its younger brother that was started in 1971 and that was designed under a cherry tree to trade more contemporary organizations. There's plenty of investment vehicles where over the last you know, a couple hundred years, people have found easier and easier ways to put their money in the market and actually own a piece of something. But there was a time before these exchanges where people like the Rockefellers and otherwise leveraged all of their power, just a handful of the ruling class, if you will, people that had the capital to make things happen. And now to come full circle and find just the average retail investor that has Uh, little access ordinarily to making these kind of market shifts can now throw their hat in the ring and reap the benefits. It is absolutely an amazing, amazing thing. But to hear from the guy from the big short, it's scary. It's scary for your financial systems. If all of a sudden tomorrow, everyone could decide to make bets on something. I mean, come on. AMC was not generating any revenue during the pandemic. They were closed. GameStop has tried several failed opportunities for online gaming and otherwise, and they're sort of sitting on the sidelines. So both of these, you could argue, are losing bets. And yet, because there's enough consumer confidence, they've been able to drive the price of these things. And everybody that's gotten in on it has been able to ride the coattails of that investment as it's headed to the moon. So if you were a career custodian of the market system, That's pretty scary. It's not scary if you're somebody sitting at home that's also investing in Bitcoin and finding ways to maximize where your dollars are going. I think to give the best context, 
I would love to throw the baton over to my friends at SNL's Weekend Update. And of course, it's been a big week for my favorite store at the Staten Island Mall, GameStop. Because uh, a group of guys on Reddit figured out a way to get rich off GameStop while bankrupting a bunch of hedge funds. And if you don't understand how that works, it's a lot like, and I've been waiting so long to reference this, the 2013 magic-themed heist movie, Now You See Me. It's about four outsider magicians who use the power of illusion to rob banks. And tonight, if we could all rally together to make Now You See Me the number one movie on Hulu, that would be as unlikely as GameStop being the number one stock in America. That's good. They know what they're doing. They really know what they're doing. But that's why I like GameStop. Maybe you could tell me a little bit more about AMC since I know you brought your notes. Yeah, well, I think outside of the fact that AMC had a really, really tough go of it during the pandemic and, you know, based off of government regulation, they had to close. They're immediately out the gate. Their stock started plummeting. But what made this so interesting was when these meme stock traders drove the price up, AMC sold more shares to the public and raised over $1.5 billion. I didn't know that. Wow. So because of that, AMC was able to pay off $600 million in debt. And as a result, retail traders investing basically made the stock price go up more than 1,800% at one point. So despite this, though, AMC is still struggling, likely won't see a profit till 2024. I don't want to see that balance sheet. But at the end of the day, getting back to what we were talking about with, with the foundational elements of these sort of stock exchanges, there, there was a time when people involved in these public companies that took their companies public. They thought of themselves as a custodians of the public. And so they were not just there to take care of the shareholders. They were there to take care of the communities themselves. In this case, this is a community coming in and bailing out, bailing out a brand that they loved. I think that that's a, honestly a beautiful, beautiful Okay, you thing. know what? That's a beautiful story, too. <laughs> I knew AMC was desperate when they were doing the rent-a-theater with all your friends for like $100. Someone should have done that. <laughs> I don't know a single person I did, did it. You did? I did. Oh, I did it. I saw, tell me more. I saw Tenant, but it's crazy. It used to be a lot more expensive to rent a theater out. Oh, and it, However, will be again. it will be again. I mean- it, that it's was like one of those thing. nice things that came out of the pandemic where I was like, ooh, but also if you're going to ever go watch a movie with a group of friends you haven't seen in a while and you're all having beers, don't pick a movie that if you literally look away from the screen oh, for one no. second, you are lost in the narrative. Don't recommend that. <laughs> Just play the movie backwards afterwards. It'll make sense. I got a clip that I want to play. It's from Mark Cuban, our friend Marky Mark, and he's going to talk just a little bit about what this means. You know, prior to all this, hopefully you owned it for a good reason and you believe in the company. And all the, the manipulation, not even manipulation, all the, the swings in the price of the stock, it's all just Michigas, right? I mean, if it's a good company, it's a good company. If it's a bad company, it'll end up going out of business. And, you know, the people who, you know, bought it just to speculate, will some will make money, some will lose money. But that's just the way the market's always worked. The only thing that's really changed is the speed and the density and the reduction in friction for smaller traders to, to trade. That's the only thing that's changed. So that was Mark Cuban talking on CNBC Market Alert. And obviously, uh, I think the takeaway from him was this was the first meme moment where we started to see this rise in retail trading. 
and this concept of people jumping on and booting up Robin Hood. And you heard about this controversy, but the situation where Robin Hood actually suspended trading of GameStop on their platform. It was all I heard about. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people were saying this, this is some sort of manipulation. This is the big guy stopping the little guy. This is Robin Hood's chief investors coming in and working behind the scenes and, and, and preventing them from doing it, stopping people from kind of making this prosperous moment happen. Definitely, uh, it was quite the controversy. It's interesting, too, because when this all really happened with GameStop, there was some users on Reddit who were saying this isn't about greed, it's about taking back what's ours. We've already paid for it. And the thought is that after the recession, the they are the they, the man who caused the recession, and the taxpayers feel like they've already bailed this company out. And it sounds like Mark Cuban is kind of interested in where these investors can come out of anywhere. And now, I mean, there's the the American Airlines was was being targeted at that point as well. People were saying, hey, that's, that's a new place where as tourism comes back, as people start traveling more, that this is an opportunity to sort of do that. I think he's right. If And honestly, inherently, the, these public companies, it was there was such a narrative of people doing this sort of sense for public good. And so if we can reinforce that, if we can use retail investors to actually help guide some of these companies, these, these as he called them, these low float stocks, these stocks where there's a short amount of stocks available, where there's tremendous volatility just simply because finding buyers and sellers can be hard. There's a huge, huge, huge opportunity for that. And that's there's the, the same kind of insane gains and growth that we see in crypto that can happen right here on Wall Street. And that, I think, is a positive trend. We couldn't talk about Wall Street without talking about the most infamous investor, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett made a bet against these Wall Street hedge funds. He bet a million dollars that he could make more money putting his dollars into an index fund than they could make trying to beat the market. Well, guess who won? Warren Buffett, baby. <laughs> and he donated that million dollars to a, a girl's charity. So, uh, to I'll, I'll specify the exact charity. I'm <laughs> just like, some random girl's charity? I don't know. I didn't. I mean, that's what the title of the article said. You want me to read the whole thing? No, no. It's don't. called Girls, Inc. I knew it was going to be Girls, Inc. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? And I think most of the people listening, I'm sure, have a solid investment portfolio with just tons of money in that rainy day fund for when they retire. But anybody that's listening that does not get your money in the market and put it in an index fund. So obviously we've talked about a bunch of, a bunch of brands, a bunch of different stocks that people can trade. Are there any others that are on your hit list V? I think I'd like to talk Blackberry. Oh yeah. The blueberry. Yeah. You remember that old little <laughs> phone with the keyboard? I actually really missed my Blackberry. I loved it. Black Everybody says that, that had a Blackberry. I never had a Blackberry. It was I don't just so, the keys were discuss. so fun. I just What's felt like I was doing important business. What's wrong with your phone now? I mean, it's just not the same. You had to have it to understand Thomas. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's one of those. It's like Android. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I feel like it was a little shot fired iPhone user. <laughs> it sure was. Um, I think BlackBerry is talked a lot, um, especially when I 
read, I'm really fascinated with the concept of, you know, I love Adam Grant's Think Again, the concept mm -hmm. of rethinking what you already know. This is like a famous story of a CEO who just like death gripped onto his idea and refused to watch what the market was doing, watch what his competition was doing, watch what his users were asking for. And slowly, uh, no one has a BlackBerry anymore. So, And yet, you're just one of those many BlackBerry users that says they miss the, the tactile hey, touch and feel of a keyboard. Maybe well, you can bring it back. Vote with your purchase, please. <laughs> BlackBerry was sold, though. It's not even the same BlackBerry anymore. And they've gotten into completely different market space, right? Please different um, security software and services to enterprises and governments such as cybersecurity consulting safety and mm -hmm. data privacy oh and endpoint security management well we need all of that <laughs> especially with everything that's going on with these hacking situations crypto locking uh, it's just a scary scary world out there so you could understand in one in one world why retail investors are going after this market although this could just be the latest and greatest sort of meme stock where yeah under the hood there's really not that much there and I think the jury's still out on that. The jury's out on that. Their stock's up 85% in 2021, almost largely credited to the support of social media forums and the hype around it. So we're seeing this this rise. However, it looks like it's starting to go back down. Well, maybe they'll <laughs> use this bankroll to come up with another one of those phones with a keyboard for you. That's what I was thinking because GameStop actually used their meme stock fund to develop their e-commerce platform so they now can sell more games online. So we are seeing a trend. That's really cool. They're figuring out a way to make That's it work really for cool. them. And now for something completely different. So if we were going to take retail investing and put it to work, that would be a tough challenge. <laughs> but if we zoom out, because we like to talk about business on the show, we like to break it down. I want to bring it all the way back full circle to what a public company means. I want you to take 30 minutes at your next manager's meeting, executive session, or company forum and think about what corporate social responsibility means at your organization. There's a huge trend within this next generation of the workforce on aligning towards companies that connect with social causes. Big Public companies used to see themselves as responsible for Main Street. And along the way, we've seen some of them lose their way. And now Main Street is coming back full circle. And as Cuban said, that is a tremendous opportunity. Tremendous opportunity for people to vote with their stock purchases. Next, I think over a cup of coffee. Think about how you yourself as a business leader are staying up on these trends. It's not okay if you're not aware of a meme stock until it's already plummeted in value. In this era, sometimes the latest and greatest can be found on TikTok, Instagram, and Reddit discussions. Make sure you're not tuning out from the conversation. Last thing, take 15 minutes for your own personal wealth. Download Robinhood if you're not already doing that. I'm sure many of you already have a financial advisor, but this is a great opportunity, a golden era, and it's time for you to do a little self-exploration with a portion of your investment. Some may call it play money. Channel your inner Warren Buffett. You may uncover something special by getting a little closer to your retirement savings. So if you could take anything away from today's episode, it's that Veronica is a walking, talking, internet <laughs> meme sensation. And it's that Thomas will probably never buy a BlackBerry, even if they come back out on the market. I sure won't. <laughs>
I am interested in the flip phones that are coming out, though. <laughs> There's flip phones coming yeah, out? Yeah, they, they got a new screen. It's a flip open screen, screen on both sides, and it basically creates one flat device. It's going to be crazy. We are just bringing it back. All the way back. Curtain it's bangs, nostalgia. bell bottoms, flip phones. Let's go. Whitewash jeans? <laughs> no, thank you. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to Brand to Brand. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends. Brand to Brand.